Welcome to the Imperfect Church Podcast, a podcast for the imperfect church and the imperfect pastors that lead them. I'm Ryan Reed. And I am John Martin. And this is the Imperfect Church Podcast. Well, here we are again. Here we are again. John, I'm yeah. so excited about starting a new segment, uh, our new series today. Um, we <laughs> recently, right. that's right, I know. We recently had a series that we began, Theologians You Should Know. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. I enjoyed it. I hope you guys did. Uh, we were excited <clears throat> for feedback on that. Yeah. Um, but we want to start another series that we want to inter- interweave into our, uh, into our, uh, catalog. <laughs> and so, uh, this, th- this series is going to be called Practice. Practical theology for plain people. There you go, uh, John. I'm a plain person. <laughs> or you know, you now? I'm a regular Joe who likes my Joe regular. There you go. Uh, you know, I, I'm not fancy. I like I like toast in the morning. You know, that's about it. Um, so I want to give the theological um, the theological equivalent of toast in the morning for you. Uh, All there right, you go. Uh, so today we want to begin <laughs> uh, talking about practical theology for plain people, and we yeah, want to begin. Yeah. Right at the beginning with Revelation. Yeah, which is a good one, you know. It's so kind of we want to talk about principle. that's right, the four horsemen of that's the apocalypse. Right. Oh, not that revelation. Today we have a guest with us, Kirk Cameron. Welcome, that's right. Kirk. Hey. <laughs> hey guys. I, I don't know how I don't know how Kirk Cameron talks. <laughs> that's awful. We're gonna right. walk through the books together. That's right. No, by revelation we mean <laughs> how God reveals himself to us. Yeah, yeah. So um you know, this is a, this would be a fun topic uh, of revelation, and, and we talk about how, not to get too deep, but when we talk about um, how we can know something, the 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 science of knowledge. Yeah. Uh, there are many different uh, forms that we see today. Some mm-hmm. some is is this empiricism of I, I can know what I can feel, what I can think, what right, I can see, right, right. Uh, what I can use my senses for. Yeah. Uh, there's there's almost a scientism that goes along with that, and, and most of our world holds that today. Yeah. Uh, there's I know, also I can know what I can prove. That's right. I can know what I can prove. Right. Mm-hmm. There's also <clears throat> a, a mysticism where I can know what I can feel. Right. right? Yeah, um, and you know, if you think about it, we're going to get to the practical aspects of this later on in our in our uh, episode. But if you think about it, th- those three things have uh, crept into the life of the church. Oh yeah, absolutely the the empirical, the mystical, and the scientific right. as well. We 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 sometimes want to. Feel no, you can only know what you can feel. Right. You can only know what you can prove. You can, you can only, know, only know what you can, what you can see. That's right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's those those are dangerous. That's a dangerous place for us to be as yeah. believers. Uh, and and we have a firmer foundation mm-hmm. to speak of a hymn. Yeah. Uh, how yeah. firm the foundation? <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a foundation. We don't. We don't. Our basis for knowledge is not in ourselves, man. And you know that goes back to a theological idea that's not the subject of today, uh-huh. but points back to the fallenness of man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is mm-hmm. impossible for us to be the foundation. That's right. And our for our for our fallible minds right. to mm-hmm. be the foundation, our experiences, that's our right. feelings, mm-hmm. and so we need something that is greater than our fallen self. That's to right. Direct we need us. a rock higher than us. That's right. That's uh, right. And that's what mm-hmm. Revelation is for. It is. And so we want to just begin. Uh, we, we have we're going to uh, kind of refer to probably several different systematic theologies, and I'm yep. sure we'll put them in the show notes. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, we'll let John begin with a definition of what is revelation. Yeah. So this comes from one of my favorite, uh, systematic theology books that's a fairly new, 
systematic uh-huh. book called A Theology for the Church, and Daniel Aiken is the uh, editor. But this particular chapter uh, was written by David Dockery mm-hmm. as well as David Nelson. He, he, uh, he was in my neck of the woods for a while in Jackson, Mississippi at Union University. Now he's at uh, Ted's. Jackson, Tennessee. Yeah, Jackson, Tennessee. Union oh, man. In Jackson, I've, been Tennessee. Su- I've been in Mississippi too long. <laughs> okay, right, go ahead. Right, back to the important stuff. So this is the definition that uh, that they offer for Revelation, kind of get us started. Uh, the word revelation means an uncovering, a removal of the veil, a disclosure of what was previously unknown. More specifically, revelation is God's manifestation of himself to humankind in such a way that men and women can know and have fellowship with him. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, yeah. Beginning this the, the theology of the Christian faith, uh, theology in itself, the definition of theology is the study of God. Right. And that has to begin with God. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. can't know anything unless he speaks. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and so I love that uh, 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 Dockery's definition there begins with that idea that God speaks and we can know. That's right. Yeah. So as we talk about uh, Revelation, there are many different categories of Revelation, and, and we just want to walk through those a little bit uh, today. The first one is general Revelation. Uh, yeah. John, what does, that, what does that mean? So general Revelation is the, the God revealing himself to us through uh, his creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I, I immediately I point back to the Romans chapter one idea. Yeah, that's right. And, uh, and there we know that man can look and man can see that there is a, there is God. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there is God based off what has been created. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Re- Romans one, a great chapter. Um, what, God's majesty and his power has been clearly perceived yeah. in what has been created. Yeah, right. Um, so right. That is, that, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about general revelation. So general, general revelation is sufficient to tell us that there is a God. Sure. However, general revelation is not... Uh, it is not supposed to lead to salvation. Yeah, right. In fact, it cannot. It's it's bankrupt to do mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm, and so we must mm-hmm. have something else, right? Yeah, and this is important too because this is a real deep theological point here. Mm-hmm. Because uh, because what this means is is that you must have Jesus, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's not enough just in what we can see, right? What we can experience, right? That that I can smell the rain. Mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. is not enough to save my soul. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't give me enough information. So it, it, right. it brings value to Jesus, mm-hmm. and and also I think it it encourages this idea. Not only has He revealed Himself generally through the creation, right, but God has gone a step further, right, and mm-hmm. revealed Himself in special instances, mm-hmm. yeah. and and particularly He points in those special in those special instances to the salvation that's found in Christ. That's right, and, and Romans one shows us just that that, yeah. that general revelation is sufficient to bring wrath. Yes. But not to bring grace. Yeah. And yeah. so we've got to have grace. That's right. And that right. grace is found in Jesus. Right. And Christ alone. <laughs> and so we begin from general revelation, we we progress to a special revelation that God does send. Yeah. Uh, so when we talk about special revelation, what would that be, John? Yeah, so special revelation, I think if you go back to the uh, to the Old Testament, there are at least two two uh, categories within mm-hmm. the special revelation, yeah. and that would be theophanies, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which you know we don't have to really get into, but uh, but theophanies, which is God reveals Himself particularly right. to someone through right. another means. Uh, so so Jacob wrestling with God. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, yeah. the that burning bush. Of, the burning yeah. bush mm-hmm. is a great example of that. So those are theophanies, but also in prophecy. So mm-hmm. God speaks 
through the prophet Jeremiah right. to the people of Israel. That's right, right. And uh, or, or or like you know, God speaks to the people of Israel through Moses, right? Through the uh, prophet the giving, Moses. That's right. right. Through the mm-hmm. through the giving of the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. even. So so that is a special that is a special revelation of God to a particular people yeah. mm-hmm. people group. That's good. Uh, and in the New Testament, we would come along and we would say God continues to do that. He does uh, through uh, through His Son and through His Holy Spirit. Yeah, uh, and yeah. then the Holy Spirit carries along the apostles to write the word that we have today. Right. And so when we talk about practical special revelation, uh, if you're holding a Bible, you're holding it. Yeah, yeah. That that, that is the word of God. That's what we certainly, mean. Certainly. Certainly. Uh, so we would not we would not go uh, into maybe the neo-orthodox uh, idea that the Bible on the table is not the word of God, but as we read it it becomes the word of God. Mm. Uh, mm. we would not go uh, down the, uh, the the liberal theology idea uh, that the Bible contains the word of God mm-hmm. or or mm-hmm. could it is the word of God in so far as it covers religious things but not other things. Yeah, we yeah. would say that the Word of God, the Bible, is the Word of God. That's right, as uh, it was originally written. Right, as, as the the verbal <laughs> plenary inspiration of the Scripture is is the big words for it, and yeah. that just means that every word is inspired by God. It yeah. is inerrant, infallible, and it is our only sufficient. Um, uh, scripture reference for yeah. Uh, salvation. Yeah, sure. And you know, I, I think that uh, that this has a lot of practical implications for our ministries. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but to me, the fact that God has revealed Himself not only generally, but that He has revealed Himself in special instances, man, it shows me the depths of God's grace and care yeah. and love mm-hmm. for His people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they're, they're, God could have chosen. Only to reveal himself generally mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and to leave us at that. Right. But mm-hmm. he did not. Mm-hmm. He desired to reveal himself in particular instances uh, for his people in the Old Testament and even still today as I picked up my word this morning right. and read it. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that leads us to our dead man talking. And you know, when we talk about revelation, we've got to bring in Carl F.H. Henry. <laughs> We're going to talk oh, about uh, he has a six volume set God, Revelation, and Authority. And so I just want, I love this definition of revelation or what uh, Carl Henry says here about revelation. He says, Revelation is a divinely initiated activity, mm. God's free communication by which he alone turns his personal privacy into a deliberate disclosure of his reality. Wow. The reason why I love that so much is because in this statement that Carl Henry rightly speaks, it shows the the depths of the difference between me and God. Mm-hmm. God uh, uh, turns his personal privacy into deliberate disclosure. Yeah. How often have you and I held on to our privacy yeah, and said, yeah. this is not for other people? Yeah. And yet, if God had done that, uh, then the Bible ends after Genesis 3. Yeah, true. And true, then there is true. no hope of salvation. Yeah. And yet, God discloses himself. He, yeah. he, he forfeits his privacy. Yeah. Uh, again, I think that points back to... Man, the God that we serve loves us and wants to be known. He does. He does. He wants us to know Him. Right. Um, I, I, to me, that's just fascinating. Yeah. God's revelation. Why? Why? When you started listening to this episode, you might not have thought this was going to turn back into a uh, a, a theological discussion mm-hmm. in the sense of a, a discussion about God Himself. Right. The revelation of God is it. It, it makes us talk about how beautiful our God is. Yeah. 
and, and and that's when we talk about theology. Theology sounds dusty, yeah, uh, and it sounds old. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's not necessarily what uh, you want to do on on a, on a you know a Monday Tuesday afternoon morning. when you get home. Yeah, Tuesday morning <laughs> when you when you get up for work and you <laughs> pop in your iPod. You know, uh, it may not be what you want to do. But as we think about theology done rightly, theology is the study of the most beautiful one in existence. Yeah, yeah. and ought to lead us to praise and worship and wonder. Right, uh, right. it should not be dusty. And yeah, if we do it yeah. dustily. Um, we, we've word? done it wrong, right? Dustily, dustily. Look it up. Google it. I like that. Google it. <laughs> uh, so uh, we talk about revelation, um, both uh, general, special, and and we would say that this special revelation culminates in uh, God revealing Himself to us in Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things I love about this, uh, I used to have a professor that would tell us that not only does Jesus show us who God is. But Jesus also shows us who man is, mm. who man it ought to be, mm-hmm. right? So he is the perfect man and the perfect God. Yeah. Uh, and so this is this is what the Bible culminates in. This is what the hi- what history culminates in. Right. But this is primarily how we know who God is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and so it should drive us since we've acknowledged that special revelation is the Word of God. If we desire to know who God is, that's where we go. That's right. Th- that, that's the place where mm-hmm. we turn. Yeah. We right? don't have to. We don't have to climb a lofty mountain. Yeah. We don't have to yeah. seek out a, yeah. a monk living in yeah. Tibet. Uh, you know. <laughs> We we just need to turn to his revealed word. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so yeah. how is this practical? This is fun. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I've, I've had enough coffee and enough theology. I'm enjoying it. But how, does right. this, how does this help you heading to work on Tuesday morning? Okay, so first of all, I think that uh, this idea of general general revelation versus special revelation, mm-hmm. the, the idea that God cannot be fully known in the sense that Jesus cannot be fully, fully understood, mm-hmm. his grace cannot be fully understood by looking at the tree. Right. Ought to motivate us as a people of God to share the message of God, right? So uh, tell people about Jesus. Use words if necessary. False. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't that's, work. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and so what I'm saying is, is that you say, what about the guy? What about the guy? And this is practical ministry because we have these questions asked to us. That's right. Mm-hmm. What about the guy in Africa? Mm-hmm. Who is living in the desert? Mm-hmm. He looks to the creation and he knows there is a God mm-hmm. because of the creation, right? And most likely he is worshiping some type of yeah, deity. Yeah, but yet, but yet, the special revelation of Jesus has not been given, right? So, th- the idea that Jesus cannot be known just simply by general revelation ought to motivate the church. Right. Talk to practically as pastors, mm-hmm. this ought to give us a sense of urgency. To go and tell him mm-hmm. that that general recognition of a God that he sees is Jesus. Right. And has been especially revealed to us inside of God's word. Mm-hmm. So the first practical, in this discussion, the first practical thing that I come to is this ought to give us a sense of urgency for those that do not know the special revelation yes. of God. Yes, uh, and that that includes uh, the man on the other side of the world, and that includes the man that you work with yes. uh, today. That's right. Uh, he, yeah. he needs to know. He may have a general idea that there is a God. He may have a general idea that that God is Jesus, uh, but he doesn't fully know who that is because it has not been revealed to him. Yeah. And yeah. God uses his Holy Spirit and his church to reveal those truths to people. Yeah, and he has clearly revealed himself to That's us. That's right. I mean, guys, we don't have to... We, we don't have to go digging. That's Most right. of us can find can find the revelation in our living rooms. That's right. Right. Mm-hmm. We all have a copy of the word. It's on it's in your hand. Yeah. Right? On your phone. And, and the very so, idea of revealed is a uncovering. Yes. Right. right, right. Uh, That's what David Dockery said. Hidden. Right. It's it's right. uncovered and it's before yeah. us. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this. This is a fun fun area. We talk about general revelation. 
uh, general revelation is is God revealing himself in creation. Yeah. And so this, uh, to me, undergirds uh, maybe maybe an area that evangelicals have shied away from because of uh, politics or whatever else, but general revelation ought to undergird uh, maybe a, a, a good, robust eco-theology. Oh, my gosh. Right? So let's talk about this. If Ryan's gonna be driving a Prius, right? Here we go. Soon. Here he goes. If if God has revealed Himself, <laughs> did you plug in creation, your car up before you came? I in? sure did. Right? No, uh, no. But if God has revealed Himself in creation, should we not steward that well? Yes, I agree. We um, should. So let's talk about uh, let's talk about the carrier pigeon or something like that. The passenger <laughs> pigeon that's extinct now. God has uh, uniquely created this animal, uh, and and has and there's something about that animal that speaks of the glories of God. Yeah. Uh, should we not go out of our way to make sure that we're not? Um, we're stewarding it well, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Th- that's the idea. Stewarding. It doesn't mean that it's man against against beast or or man against the world, and we need to be careful about that. Yeah. But at the same time, we, we don't need to recklessly yeah, treat I agree. the world. That, I, I agree. That proclaims God's truth. I agree. We Ryan and I were just recently on a trip together, and uh, we went to this restaurant in uh, Sandy Hook, Connecticut. Yeah, uh huh. Uh-huh. Sandy Hook, and uh, which is a, it's a terrible tragedy story. But, but anyway, uh, we sit down to eat, and of course, we took people with us from from Connecticut, from Central Mississippi. Oh, from Central too. Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so we go in and. We sit down to order. And they say, hey, Bowen, give me one of them straws. (laughs) And the lady goes, we're straw free. And everybody just kind of looked at each other. You're talking about straw free. (laughs) That's it. It was fun. We had a good time. Yeah, and uh, and so of course they're straw free because they're afraid they're killing turtles in That's Sandy right. Hook, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, anyway, I think there's an abuse of this, right? Okay. So so I, I, all I, I, of our all of our listeners that uh, believe that straws kill turtles are now stopping listening. <laughs> John, you're offending everybody. I'm sorry. There there is an abuse to this, as I think. I, I do think we ought to be good stewards right. of creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that includes uh, the opportunity for us to uh, to live off of creation. Right. As well. uh-huh. Uh, that's right, and you know, in our in our context, I hear this a lot that uh, that I can I can go and worship in a tree stand, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, I mean, on the opposite side of that, you've got these uh, up in Sandy Hook is one example, but then you got these rednecks down here in Mississippi say. You know, I I can go to the church and listen to the preacher preach, or I can experience God just the same. I, I get in more creation, out of, out of my tree stand than I get out of your pulpit. <laughs> that's right. That's right, and okay. that is another abuse, right? Of yes, this. it so is. So you cannot. You cannot get the same. That's so right. I do think we need to be good stewards of what God has given to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, you know, go back to Genesis. Right. He in his revelation to us has told us to care for it. That's right. That, that's he, the first command. That's right. right. Be fruitful, multiply. Yeah. A steward the creation. That's right. You are the priest in this new garden. Yeah. And so treat it well. And we and we steward it because it is himself reading. Right. And also the it. idea of stewarding means go and build civilizations. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, yeah. That, that doesn't mean that we're supposed to, uh, you know, kill a deer and then whisper in its ear as it dying. <laughs> Brother deer, thank you so much we for your need sacrifice. To move on. Right? No, but, it is, it is. Uh, but that is that is a, that is an application of general revelation. So let's talk about an application of, of special revelation. Okay, so to me, uh, where I see a sense of urgency uh, as, as the practical aspect for the general revelation, for me, when I look at special revelation, I, I, I see a, a sense of a return to the love of the word. Yeah. <clears throat> so God has unveiled himself yes. to us. The the being that currently holds the Milky Way in his hands yes. speaks to you. He does. And he wants to speak to you daily. And yet we say, 
I don't have time to do that. Yeah, that's right. He does so in the Word. Right. And, and you know, people ask me a lot. I'm sure they ask all pastors a lot. You know, I just need to hear from God. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I say, God has already spoken. Yes. He has spoken in 66 books. Sufficiently. He has. Can you imagine Can you imagine the audacity of man for God to reveal himself? Yeah. Uh, yeah. This in his grace, that he has, no, he has no need to reveal himself to us, yeah. and yet he does. And we say, God, this isn't good enough. That's right. Yeah. This is not enough. I mean, that, you know why, though? To go back to our very first point we're looking for those three things that you talked that's about. right mm-hmm. we're looking for that empirical yeah scientific yeah and mystic that's it and and sometimes reading of the word are not those three things yeah. it's just discipline it's discipline mm-hmm. and uh and sometimes i read scripture and i don't feel anything right. mm-hmm. you know and i can't prove mm-hmm. that god created the world as he told me he did yeah. you know i, I can't I can't experience maybe anything, and unfortunately, um, unfortunately, we have we we need we have fallen out of love with the with the yeah. Word of God, and we need to remember this is Him unveiling Himself. That's to right. Us. So it's it's practical in your in your daily Bible reading. It and, is. And you're hiding His Word in your heart. Yep. Yep. Uh, I think about uh, the times uh, when 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 Jordan, uh, my wife, and I started dating. Um, there was a I went on a mission trip for two weeks to China, and uh, she had written a letter for me each day that I was going to be mm, gone. And mm-hmm. while I was in China, I wrote a letter to her each day. Mm-hmm, so she mm-hmm. came back. That was sweet. Um, yeah, it was really sweet. And guess what? We still have those letters. Watch out. Guess what? I mean, uh, it's it's no big deal for us to go back and read those yeah, letters yeah, uh, yeah. and cherish those letters. And, yeah. and we're going to pass those letters down to our great-great-grandchildren, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we love them. We, mm-hmm. we cherish them. And yet, we have a God who has written us 66 yeah. letters. Yeah. And we've got we, we've got to, to realize the magnitude of that. Yeah, and... And I, I do think that is the practical aspect for the individual believer, mm-hmm. but for those pastors that are that are listening as well, this goes deeper because it it does not it does not only apply into your personal uh, your personal devotion life, mm-hmm. but man, if you get in your pulpit and you mm. do not open the special revelation yeah. of the word to yeah. your people. I, I think there's another application yeah, you, there. You deprive yourself and you deprive them. Yeah, you do. You uh, do. So that's that's so that's that's huge for sermon preparation. That's yeah. huge for preaching. That's huge for hearing a sermon. Yeah. Knowing that uh, the preached word is the word of God. Yeah. That yeah. we are listening to God speak to us. Yeah. Uh, how we handle it. That's why we have to rightly divide it. Yeah. Uh, because sure. it, it's it, God has has given us uh, something special here, a treasure here yeah. that we need to treat rightly. So how dare us get Oof. in the pulpit Oof. and think that we've got something to share? That's people. right. Yeah. You you mean you mean to tell me you've got something to share yeah, with us uh-huh. when God has mm-hmm. shared Himself? That's right. With us, mm-hmm. you know. You know I, I recently uh, I was talking to uh, uh, my father in law was in the hospital and and uh, and a nurse was talking to us and, and she knew that he was a preacher and that and that the son in laws were preachers and so she was uh, she was talking to me and and she said I'm just so amazed that 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 you guys can continue to come up with sermons every week <laughs> and, and I just I just kind of said yeah. I said yeah well it's a big Bible it is, <laughs> it is. it's a big book yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's the, that's the thing God is not asking you to be creative. Man, uh, God is not asking you to to, to to come up with something new. He's asking you yeah. to prophetically relay the message that He has revealed to us. Yeah, and and you know that that message is going to include the special revelation of mm-hmm. Jesus mm-hmm. every time That's you get right. in the pulpit. That's right. Every time you get in the pulpit. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like that, you know, the young pastor who uh, preached the same sermon three Sundays in a row, and finally the deacon came to him and said, "Look, dude, we've heard that one. Yeah, we need another one." <laughs> And he says, when you get this one right, I'll give you something else. Yeah, you yeah. know, that, to me, that's the way. That's and what he, the special... and he packed his bags and went on to the next. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's the way it is with God. God has given us sufficient. That's it's right. Su- what he's given us is sufficient. It's sufficient. You say, well, it's I read the Bible good. last year. Yeah. Well, man, read it again this that's year. Right. That's right. Because his special revelation never, never fades. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. always that's it. uh, beautiful. You don't so, graduate from the school of the Bible reading. No, yeah. no, no. Not so at all. we talk about uh, practical outworkings of general revelation, practical yeah. outworkings of special revelation. And we're just, we're barely skimming the surface of these. Sure, sure. But let's talk about a practical revelation of, of Christ being this uh, central, uh, I, this central uh, culmination of special revelation. Yeah. So, so in of course, inside of Jesus um, is is the Lord. Mm-hmm. Inside of the Lord's compassion, uh, His love, His desire for people to know Him, Him mm-hmm. unveiling Himself. Yeah. The incarnation of Jesus is that. He that is where God has unveiled yeah. Himself mm-hmm. to us mm-hmm. in the life of Jesus. What is God like? Look to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, God sure. is compassionate. Yep. Uh, it, it, that's what I think about the, this idea of wanting to know God, who He is. Mm-hmm. Uh, God has revealed Himself not only in His Word, but by putting on flesh. Yeah, yeah. Um, God has has done the ultimate. Um, the, the ultimate disregarding of his privacy by putting on flesh and walking right. among us. That's right. Uh, so I, I love that there was a movement. Uh, I mean, there's been several movements in in church history. Uh, this imitation of Christ idea. Uh, so maybe with Thomas Aquinas is, is kind of some first fruits, uh, and then you fast forward a little bit to um, uh, to the, the Netherlands, and um, and uh, I'm going blank on the guy's name. Uh, but he has a movement of looking back to the imitations of Christ. And then you go a little bit further to, to maybe modern day and you have Charles Sheldon and, yeah. and his steps with what would Jesus do? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's not only, that's not only practical ethically yeah. for who is God like, but how is man supposed to live? Sure. And it draws us back to that again. It draws us back to that revelation. Mm-hmm. Look to how mm-hmm. God has revealed himself to us. Yeah. And then mimic that in that's your right. life. That's right. That's right. Right. So look, look to how Jesus presented himself to the world. Or God revealed Himself to the world, right. and and then believer live in those mm-hmm. way, live in that way. Yeah, so. and, and I, I love when we talk about theology. Most systematic theologies are going to begin with Revelation, yeah, yeah. and for good reason. This sure we can't know anything. We can't know anything about marriage. We can't know anything about family. We can't yeah. know anything about work and vocation, yeah. Yeah. calling. Nothing. We can't know anything unless God has practically revealed it to us. Right. So, Pastor, you've got to put yourself inside the revelation of God mm-hmm. if you're going to communicate what God expects of his people and wants from yep. his people. And then I think lastly, talking about revelation for, for pastors and for preachers and for even lay people listening mm-hmm. to this, um, we have no promise attached to our own talent. We have no promise attached to uh, our, our schemes or yeah. our activities, yeah. but we do have a promise attached to the revealed Word of God, <laughs> yeah. um, that His Word will not return void. Man, It will yeah. accomplish the purpose for which He sends. Yeah, and as a pastor, man, that's the only hope I've got. That's it. Stand that's in the pulpit, it. read the read the revelation of God to His people, mm-hmm. and know it's not going to return that's without right. void. That's right. It may look like it's returning void. <laughs> there, may be, there may be snoozers. There may be yeah. glossed yeah. over eyes. Yeah. Uh, there may be there may be difficult Sundays and Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays, but yeah. the Word of God will not return void. Yep. So that's rest good. in Revelation. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So that's uh, that's good stuff, and uh, we uh, we've got some really exciting things coming up that's for right. our listeners. We we know. are about to go into a season of uh, of recording a whole bunch of guest listeners, yeah. or guest speakers. <laughs> I'm we, sure we they're they not speak. listeners. That's what they're not. They're not <laughs> listeners. That's it. Um, yeah. But we're super it's going excited. to be good. Yeah. It's going to be fun. 
um, we, we, we've, we've, we've already got a few coming up, uh, yeah. and, and we appreciate the, the love and the support from our listeners. Uh, and so we just want to, uh, we want to uh, close by doing what we do every, um, every episode and talking about what you're reading, what you're studying. Yeah. What you got? Yeah. So man, I'm doing, uh, this, what I'm studying right now, I'm kind of in the in-between system, uh, uh, place with my sermons right mm-hmm. now. So I'm doing, uh, I'm doing some standalone sermons. Okay. So that's what I'm studying. I've spent a lot of time this week, uh, studying, uh, the Lord's Supper and uh-huh. uh, the beauty inside of it. I'm, I'm really I'm, excited for our theology of the Lord's Supper. That's yeah, man, fun. I'm looking forward to Sunday sharing yeah. the Lord's Supper, yeah. uh, Open communion with the people of the Lord. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I knew that would spark something. So, uh, so that's what I've been. Uh, that's what I'm looking forward to in preaching this this Sunday uh, morning. And so, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so. it's gonna be good. Uh, what are you reading? Uh right now I'm still in the printer and the preacher. Yeah, uh-huh. and, uh huh. And I know it's gonna seem like. I forget how we record these in an order. So people are going to think I've been reading these books for like months. Probably. (laughs) Well, John, you kind of have. Yeah. And, uh, and also, I don't, I don't think I told you this that I just finished, but, uh, um, Doggone it, Ravi Zacharias. Did yeah, I tell you about uh-huh. that book I no, was reading? Uh-uh, no, uh, uh, which one? Among Secular Gods. Okay, is that the yeah, name of uh-huh. it? yeah. That is heavy. Heavy. Yeah. Have you read a Ravi Zacharias book? I, I read a, of all the books that he wrote. I read his book on marriage, and it was oh, fantastic. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> I have been reading this book for quite a while, and uh, and I'm I'm not close to being finished with it because I'm having to take it in yeah. bits and pieces mm-hmm. because it, it. But it's really good too. So that's really what I'm in right now. Yeah. That's good. That's what about good. yourself? Well, I, I am uh, wrapping up Matthew for the time being. Um, we will uh, we will kind of go into Christmas. Uh, we'll, we'll do a series of of, of Christmas. Dude, theme. it's October. I realize that, but it's it's coming up. It's coming up. I'm I'm in Matthew 13 right now. That's the parables, and I'll preach, and and then coming up end of November, I will begin uh, okay. looking at Christmas. I plan ahead, John. <laughs> uh, and so that's what I'm, I'm doing right now: studying the parables, all that good stuff. And then uh, I am reading, uh, I just finished um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which I had oh never read. Oh, my goodness. And let me tell you, that is a good book. I really enjoyed it. I mean, uh, you know, it's just uh, uh, kind of one of the first sci- sci-fi books, and uh, yeah. I was really disappointed. There is no Igor in the book. <laughs> um, it's really different from the from the Hollywood movie. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. A, it was very good. Um, and then, uh, let's see, I am reading a book. Uh, called uh, uh, Life and Sermons by mm. uh, I believe it's Frederick Frederick uh, Buckner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he is a um, uh, maybe a mainline uh, pro- Presbyterian uh, preacher, mm-hmm. um, very artistic. Um, he, he writes stories and whatnot, and his sermons are are, are very interesting. Uh, so I haven't finished <laughs> that. Uh, it's, it's good so far. It definitely would not be in the same uh, conservative strain that we would be in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's 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 interesting. I'm enjoying it. Good. Good. Are you going to put these books in uh, show notes? Maybe? I will do my best to put these <laughs> books in the show notes. Um, All right. Sorry, I slacked in the last episode. Actually, it'd be two episodes. Okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Um, I'm so, so confused. That's right. That's right. We've been we've been trying to to record and get ahead a little bit. So, um, but we appreciate you listening. We appreciate um, you uh, tuning into us each week. And so we ask you that if you enjoy our podcast, to like, rate, review us on iTunes, give us a nice review. And if it is good enough, we will read that boy on air. Yep. yep. So uh, we encourage you to be as self-deprecating as you want to. Um, you know, we we thought about starting a poll. Which one of us do you like better? But <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know do if that. we could ever do that. So 
Uh, but we appreciate you listening. And so we'll see you next time. Until then, keep loving your imperfect church. And remember, one day she will be perfected in glory. <laughs>